afternoon podcast. From your end, what was the situation like right now? All me and Richard see is what you know CNN and BBC reports, but what's it what's it really like down there in Kharkiv? Infrastructure is down, everybody's crying, people dying, and the most important since a lot of kids dying. We have airstrikes here, and yeah, Russians trying to invade Ukraine and uh, fuck Putin. In short. <laughs> so why do you feel safe not to go underground with the rest of the people? Why, why are you still living in the residential area? It's not a lot of shelters well established here. And uh, with the risk of uh, invasion like Russian soldiers into the town, our underground shelters shut down. Mm. So people can go there and then a lot of military forces like ground them and you can go out. So uh, you, you need to be careful and go outside like in advance. It is uh, true then, at least in Kharkiv, that the missile strikes are definitely hitting residential areas, residential homes, and not just military facilities. Yeah, it's just a fake from, from Putin. So uh, Kharkiv, Kiev, Mariupol, Kherson, other towns uh, get like get hits pretty hard. It's not just my word, you can Google it. Yeah. I mean, recently I was reading a uh, New York Times article and like a featured image, like a huge tank with a like dead body of Russian soldier. And I was like, now this is how news get presented. Like yeah. first you can see, like before you read the text, you can see like dead body. And I was like, okay. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So even your area, uh, just luckily your residential area is intact, but some like homes and apartment buildings in Kharkiv, definitely been hit and like people can't live there anymore oh yeah so Kharkiv have before maybe around two million people and we have a lot of neighborhoods where people just live in and then they can go and commute to work in the middle of the city and it's like downtown so there are a lot of like buildings with a lot of floors and when the missile like hits this you then get fire and we don't have a lot of firemen right now so it's like the whole whole thing goes down uh, yeah so they doesn't care we actually we shot a few airplanes to get a few pilots and uh, russian pilots doesn't know what they bomb actually mm -hmm. So they just have coordinates and uh, the weather is helping us, to be mm -hmm. honest. So they, they must fly not high a lot mm -hmm. and we can actually shoot them. So it's pretty. I, I was yesterday, instead of saying like, have a good night, like saying each other, like, let's shot more Russian airplanes. So the military is uh, shooting the airplanes, but obviously from the ground is that, or do you, is does the military still have some fighter jets that are fighting back against the Russian jets? We have uh, our jets, we have a hero, hero of our sky, and he's defending Kyiv, but to be honest, you can't compare a military power of Russia with Ukraine, especially we have troubles in recent years, but again, they also use an old, uh, old stuff, so I'm imagining if Poland will give us some cool airplanes that we can actually fly. Or there is like a huge, huge movement that's going on uh, trying to ask NATO to close our sky because without uh, Russian airplanes, they will just suck, you know? Yeah. And uh, this covert moves to bomb our homes. It's it's strange. We, we definitely need to focus on bringing more airplanes here. At least in Kharkiv, is everything completely shut down then? Like you're not going to work every day, right? And most of your friends and family, they're not going to work, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, nobody goes to work. We have this local joke here. So everybody who's listening and have like 
ability to go and order a cappuccino, just mm-hmm. just a cappuccino, is a pretty happy man because there is no ability to have great coffee here. You, you yeah. can make it yourself, can't you? Uh, yes, I can. But you know, when you can go to a cafe and order like some, some fancy stuff, there's no option here right now. And again, it's like I'm trying to be positive, but uh, my mood swings goes up and down. Yeah, I can imagine. But mm-hmm. uh, you at least you can get uh, electricity, water and internet that's all still running. It's actually a great question because I was in chat with my teammates and we realized that our priorities just have a great reboot because when you wake up and you're not dead it's mm-hmm. a fine day when you see that your family is safe it's a nice day and for example if you have electricity it's perfect day and if you also have internet that working it's like whoa I, a I'm a happy man so yeah, it's it's like a great reboot for millions of people because we have, I think Poland already accepted like 1 million refugees. So yeah, yeah it's uh, it's devastating and we going forward to, to a, like huge collapse. But on the other side, our like military forces doing like awesome job. I mean, if you trust our numbers, like we already killed so many troops and it's not just killing Russian soldiers. You can wound them, they can lose etc etc so the numbers are high and thank you to all countries that support us especially with weapons because without great support without like tons of work and fine against russian tanks weapons we will be probably conquered i'm just wondering like do, have folks taken on any new activities come together in different ways are there, are there new things you're doing to get through these hard times just to come together as a community well we are trying to breathe a lot i think Breathing is important and right now it's very, very important time because, you know, we already get through this first days when everybody's in action, you have your heart pumping up, etc. And right now we have this like a little slowing down since, but we are very tired and we need to keep going. So it's like, it's a long run. I'm sure that uh, while Russian economy didn't collapse, we'll still have this strange war and a lot of people will suffer. So like the, the supply chain of getting like food and, and or water and anything coming in is that is this something that uh, like everybody is involved in that there's like an effort to kind of coordinate like logistics with just anybody that can help out is has it changed at all or is it i'm just wondering how like uh, goods are coming into you most of uh, our shops and malls are closed right now mm-hmm. and we have like a long queues and people just waiting outside and it's not very safe because a uh, few times there was a bomb that hits into like a queue of people and it's like seven people dead you know from one time J- just one hit can bring a lot of devastation uh, there's a lot of issues with logistics right now, but we have great support from other countries and I see that like help is coming, food, etc, etc. But again, it's hard to like to move quickly goods here because we are mm-hmm. trying to like go into into a regime that tomorrow or today uh, like uh, air forces of russia and soldiers can go into our town so our our like bridges is broken right now our we have a lot of posts with soldiers they like cut holes in order to like to be able to shoot from different vintage points so yeah it's it's not easy to move goods from one place of this town to another place especially food and water because on each post, uh, soldiers will take a look on you and what you're actually moving out because uh, we probably have a lot of spies here and we're trying to fight them. And yeah, since aren't easy, like I-, I was working maybe 
40 minutes to bring like fresh water to my family. And um, on the uh, topic of, you talked about if we trust your numbers, when you talked about the number of soldiers that were um, killed, the Russian soldiers, um, I think like obviously in war situation, there's often propaganda from both sides. Like I've been watching uh, what the Russian news have sometimes reported is it's crazy stuff. Obviously they claimed that uh, parts of Ukraine were um, being held by Nazis and that's why they were invading, right? So they have propaganda um, on their yeah, side. It's, uh, it's section. Yeah. And I'm wondering um, how much yeah. of the uh, Amer- American side as well uh, is true or not. So one thing that the American side is saying is that um, like the Russians were told that they were going to do a brief military exercise and they were never they were never going to invade it was just a little training exercise and thus but afterwards obviously they invaded and all the russian soldiers were also surprised do you think that part is true do you think that the russian army had no clue that they were going to invade and that it was all up to putin or do you think they knew from the start so some of them didn't know anything for sure but it was a long time plan i mean if some people from europe think that it, Russia will just try to invade Ukraine and will stop here. Well, sorry, we catch some of their spies and we know that they already plan next moves. For example, they can quickly conquer Estonia or other countries that was belonging to like Soviet Russia before. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like just a wish. They planned it a lot and uh, I am happy that we ruined their plans because I think right now, and this probably will be a great headline for this, uh, Ukraine is defending NATO from Russia right now. I think it's it's obvious because nobody wants to touch Putin and only we can withstand it, to be honest. That's a good headline. I think two weeks ago, you wrote an article on Hacker Noon and you said that the overall mood of the Ukrainian people, you, you weren't scared, everybody was angry. And it wasn't fear, it was more like anger and uh, and rising up against this invasion. Uh, two weeks in now, is that still the case? Do you think the overall mood is still is still more anger and like this burning passion to fight back? Or do you think some people are, you know, getting tired of it and feeling the fatigue? Uh, let's split this question in two parts. For example, if we are talking about morale of our soldiers, it's pretty high. Just watch a lot, like you can Google a lot of videos how our soldiers are dancing and you, you know this feeling like we have this great anti-tank weapon called N-Love and it's just a, just a tool that can you can shoot it from huge distance mm-hmm. and it just blow Russian tanks, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty hard. You, you can't battle this, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you can put a lot of soldiers, give to anyone yeah. this and love tool and they fuck. And yeah. it's also going back to the question, how many actually Russians died already? Uh, you can count just by, for example, one tank or one like vehicle. They all at least have like four people inside. And when, you know, we are striking it with the rocket, everybody is dead you know so it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's easy to count especially mm-hmm. when they have issues with their own supply chain and we have a great great operation that was done uh maybe a week ago in, in just one operation uh, our our forces was able to like blow i think like 60 oil tanks in one operation 60 oil tanks so all all this oil was to go for like supplying their tanks. And uh, there are also a lot of mm, soldiers from Russia that just uh, young guys. Yeah. They was fooled and 
they, they don't want to fight. They yeah. understand everything and uh, uh, we have a lot of them. So they will work on restoring our homeland. I had, uh, understood a lot of civilians are being armed that a lot of like firearms are being given out to just anyone that was willing to take them. Is it, is that something that's very common? Do you see a lot of that? That or is it like common knowledge that people are armed and ready to fight if it comes down to that level? Uh, well, there are a lot of people with weapons right now and we'll probably have some issues later, but right now everybody with a weapon happy to use it against Russians. And I also see that a lot of volunteers helping elder people. People are like giving money, giving the food away. And it's like, we already unite, you know, Ukraine is a huge country. We have different nations. Uh, we have some, some things that like split us. But right now we are like, we're like one fist that trying to kick Putin out. So we're actually trying to overthrow Putin from Russia because Russians can't do this themselves. So they will probably send us later, but they will pay huge reparation costs. So probably their, like, their kids will, will, will pay huge reparation because it's like yeah. a lot of people dead and like whole country economy is like in a bad situation, to be honest. We talked a little bit earlier about how at least a portion of the Russian forces, you think, they were tricked. They, they weren't told that they were going to invade and they're young guys that didn't want to invade. When you have that in your mind and you know that there's probably a portion of these soldiers that don't want to be there, um, how do you feel? Like, do, do you feel like you're, you can still like be happy and smile and say like, oh, we, we killed a thousand Russian soldiers today because, you know, how many of those guys also didn't want to be here and they, they were just forced to be here, right? How, how does that play into it? Uh, well, if young Russian soldiers want to be alive, not to be killed in our homeland, they must throw away their weapon, raise hands, like everything should be destroyed. They should like uh, suck out oil from tanks, you know, throw everything away. And just like we'll get, uh, we know we are actually treating them pretty well. I mean, yeah, we aren't beasts like Putin, so they're actually a pretty, pretty strange situation. As they don't want to accept that there are a lot of people dead from their side, they don't want to bring bodies into Russia. It's very strange. We actually our like railroad has maybe ten or twelve huge refrigerators just filled with bodies and they don't want to accept them because it will like change their agenda so mm -hmm. yeah I about your question uh, I, I don't know i'm i'm angry so it, it's not my problem to be honest uh, our problem is to defend our homeland and if they don't want to fight with us there are a lot of ways to actually not kill our children you know it's yeah uh, i don't know why but uh, for me like when small kid just died because of stupid uh, airstrike, it's like it's devastating. I I, I, I can't uh, can't just comprehend that. No, of course, man. You know, if you're if you're just lucky to wake up and be alive every day, I don't think you really have time to think about the morality of whether or not it's it's okay to fight back. Like you have to fight back. There's there's no other option, right? Yeah, and uh, it's finally everybody understands things because. Uh, this war actually started in 1214, like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And like my own family actually get affected by that. So most 
of our like homes and apartments that we own in as family, like sitting in uh, a war zone for eight years. So, and it's pretty hard to go into another place, rent a flat, pay, you know, etc., etc. It's 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 a problem. So, yeah. F finally, uh, like the whole world uniting against Russia, and uh, I'm sure it's probably like in two months their economy will collapse. But again, two months, it's enough to kill a lot of kids here. Yeah, I'm just wondering, are you are people still streaming out of the country or to different areas of Ukraine? Or is it mostly going over to like Poland? Or And, and are you part of that? Uh, are you planning on moving out? Uh, so Russia and Ukraine has great railroad system. And it's, it's like a benefit and also an issue because Russians can move a lot of troops here, but we already blow a lot of railroad connected to Russia. And right now our, our Ukrainian uh, people that actually running like railroads, they're doing a great job and they like moving out people from one side, from east into the west. And most of uh, our trains goes into Lviv. And there's another problem in Lviv right now because there are a lot of people. They need shelter, they need food, etc. So uh, yeah, our people moving out and uh, I need to mention that most of our citizens trying to move into Poland because Poland is very supporting us but there are a lot of other countries that have boards with us like Romania, Moldova, other countries so yeah like if you are going to evacuate and uh, migrate from Ukraine Poland is not the best choice right now because there are a lot of queues a lot of people trying to move into Poland and uh, Poland will have a lot of issues with that because it's probably, again, like a million refugees from Ukraine there. I'm just wondering if you're getting, a, like, how do you get information? Like, is there, is there a clear path? Like, if you want to get up, take your family and go, is there any, not a lot of great information or communication about that or plan? Right, right now, most of people using smartphones and we have this, our 4G internet. Mm. That's not ideal, but again, most of our people using Telegram as a messenger. And right now there are a lot of like separated channel where people like talking together. For example, we have a channel where we get like some fun, where there's also channels uh, with like hate, where just people posting dead, dead bodies, etc., etc. Uh, we also have channels where our officials making statements on different languages, for example, for people that speak Russian, that uh, speak in Ukrainian, and we have official accounts that actually translating same messages into English so other people can actually join this channel and like have the same flow of information. So uh, yeah, Telegram is going doing a great job. Uh, I hope they not supporting Russians because uh, founder of Telegram is uh, Russian, but he was moved away. Uh, for, for a lot of years ago. It, oh. it was a similar situation in Belarus when they started, started to protest from their tyranny. And they also coordinated via Telegram and like a lot of journalists that using Telegram, they built this, this huge follow-up because they start to report in like daily, daily, daily. You, you can like post 20 messages yeah. per day. You don't need to write long article. And uh, pe people sharing like sharing a lot of stuff and it's actually it's like a doom scrolling so i'm trying to avoid this right now yeah. but at the same time you can see like like the whole nation is united and 
it's one of the easiest ways to get information right now. How um how is the government giving you information though? Like if the government wants to say, hey, we have uh, intel that there might be a missile strike here, please get out of the area. How are they warning citizens and getting information to you? Are they using Telegram as well? They are using Telegram and we also have a few applications with the siren. We also have a local siren, but in Kharkiv, uh, it's not working for a lot of uh, areas. And to be honest, we actually stop to care about their strikes anymore. There is like a meme uh, where like a chat for, with just two girls, you know, and one is asking like, how is things going? Tell me, I'm, I'm scared about it. And another one replying like, hey, it's another airstrike. I'll go to make a tea. So, I mean, I was traveling back from my, my second apartment right now. And there was like a lot of explosives, missiles flying and uh, people just going like where they want. I mean, nobody mm -hmm. gave a fuck right yeah. now. That's crazy. Yeah, I think this footage of someone filming a tank coming like right up at them at, up the road and moments later just fires blows up right beneath them just unfazed just like oh let me get a, a better view goes to the next room do glass in front of him exploding just like calmly filming it's like amazing to see uh this steel cold nerves in response to this people just you know you you can't you you can't just uh, consume it every day and yeah. don't yeah. Like we already, like we don't have a problem with coronavirus anymore, you know. Right. It's fixed. It's fixed. Yeah. Right? Corona yeah, it's was cured, it's I fixed. guess. Right. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah. Well, you mentioned like uh, having like the the channel on Telegram for like for fun. I'm wondering like how do you keep light? How do you, how do you have fun? Like how do you what's the entertainment here? What's the how do you do it? Some people start to create songs about uh, Bayraktar. It's a uh, unmanned flying vehicle from Turkey. Uh, it's a great, it's doing a great job. So we start to, to film videos and songs about Bayraktar. Some people probably will will name their kids after after this uh, founder name. And yeah, stuff like in law, uh, Bayraktar and javelins is like our main words of happiness. And uh, kids, kids uh, like moms uh, filming their kids where kids singing songs we we created like a nft project where there are different drawings of kids so there probably will be a lot of galleries that uh, with tons of images from kids and uh, we have a lot of memes about russia you know so you 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 should be positive because uh, it's it, it's hard to it's hard to be here without uh, positivity right now yeah it's amazing what music can do in that way yeah, um, yeah. You mentioned NFTs, like, so I imagine that there's, is, is like cryptocurrency a, a good way to help out here? Has cryptocurrency uh, helped here, like to keep things moving, keep commerce going uh, on a smaller level? And again, the more loaded question, I guess, is just how can someone like me help you guys here directly? We, we have a crypto fund. Uh, we have our local, uh, local exchange platform. It's called Kuna. And uh, Chabayan, uh, founder of this uh, exchange platform, helping a lot, actually. And he created the fund. He didn't manage money himself. So everything that goes donated via this uh, uh, crypto fund goes directly and supporting like uh, our army. So there, there are probably a lot of different small funds that uh, support in different causes. For example, uh, some funds supporting like 
helping kids or pregnant women. There are a lot of kids actually get get burned in in shelters, and it's it's pretty hard to be a woman right now in Ukraine, to be honest. So yeah, we have one main fund, and so I I can share links with you later. So yeah, it's probably the best way because our while our bank system is working, it's still slow. So they still have this stupid bureaucracy and you you can't do things quickly. And with crypto, you can actually transfer money into Poland, buy a lot of like stuff, a lot of mi- military ammunition, and then import it quickly without without any long, you know, bureaucracy papers, etc. and just transfer it into our cities. So yeah, it's helping a lot. And I think I didn't follow it for recent days, but this fund actually raised it like 50 million bucks at this point. Maybe nice. maybe even more. Next, next goal is uh, 100 million. Yeah, and uh, it's not only Bitcoin. Uh, we have a lot of stable coins. I think when I last checked it, it was like four or five million in Bitcoin and other stable coins. So yeah, and what, thank uh, you for, to, to everybody for support. Uh, so that crypto fund, uh, we'll get the link later and hope we can uh, donate there. Uh, do you know what that fund does? So you said partly some of the money goes to buying weapons and bringing them into Ukraine. Do you know what, what else that fund goes to? Uh, yeah, it's uh, there are a lot of soldiers right now. So they need food, they need like clothes. You even need socks. Like there, there are a lot of people just don't have like uh, fresh socks so uh, they posting like uh, funny videos where they're like you know hedgehog from uh, rails that that was like melted yeah. together so to pre- to prevent like moving vehicles uh it was like uh-huh. like a sh- uh, written from kuna so there there are a lot of video goes around in, uh, i think in kiev so mm. yeah and uh... it's hard to track movement right now of money uh, because like there, there are no invoices here right yeah. now, you know. But uh, other than donating uh, to that crypto fund, uh, Richard asked, and I'm interested as well. What do you think that you know the average person like me or Richard can do? Because you know, there's the people on social media. We, you change your logo to the Ukrainian flag, but you know, in our hearts, I feel like does that really do anything? Like, uh, what do you what do you say? What do you think the average person can do to help? Uh, well helping us with uh, protesting and uh, like squeezing your governments to help us even more. more. Uh, I think it's what everybody's doing. So uh, we have a lot of requests to close our sky by NATO, but I don't think it will happen. So I, I think other people can help us by start to fight with us. I mean, it's uh, uh, this like crazy dog trying to bite everyone and we need to finish it. So uh, this, this wouldn't be just a war between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, why, for example, like why Putin wouldn't decide tomorrow that if Poland supporting us with weapons, why he can't invade Poland at the same time? Who can save Poland right now? So yes, yeah, there, there is a NATO, but again, right now, uh, like there are a lot of nations in European Union and they doing great support, but I already see that since start to get slowly down, everybody gets uh, get tired of this news. Everybody understands that a lot of people get killed here. So yeah, uh, we actually 
like we are watching all the videos from uh, Greece, Georgia, from Italy, from all around the world, like people protesting, people like wearing our flags. And uh, this is what helping us because it's like whole world against Russia. So it's, it's a great support. And I was thinking I'm working on the next article on this topic and uh, I'm trying to like to change change the mood and think about what will be after this war. And uh, I think it will be helpful for our economy to build more startups. And I think we need to start this trend to hire more Ukrainian people into like different startups mm -hmm. because it will help a lot. It will like increase this bond. And I mean, right now, a lot of countries supporting us with like money. So yeah. it's actually your ta taxpayers supporting us and if your businesses can help us and also get some profit from it everybody will be helpful there are a lot of people that will lose their jobs and it's easy i mean i'm probably the one of it because town where i was working it's actually destroyed and i mean uh there i left like my notebook my mic like hd can so and i was like right now I don't have a proper keyboard and I can't buy it because there is no keyboard here. Yeah. So uh, please continue to support us and use social media. It's, it's very important. And we also can fight Russian propaganda by just a common reason. I, I saw yesterday my friend from Singapore have this chat with some uh, Russian developer and they have this stupid battle and I was watching for a few minutes and then I just reported him. But again, uh, my friend did a great job because Russian developer trying to tell that, hey, there are Nazis in Ukraine, please see. And my friend just replying with a science paper like by a guy that did a study about rising like neo-Nazis wings in Russia. And you can't battle with science paper you know you can think about anything but again we, we need to win this war and uh, we need to help like uh, russian people that actually understand what is going on to overthrow this regime because uh, he wouldn't stop he's crazy and uh, yeah. yeah i don't think he would actually hit nuclear button but uh, it's probably the best way to to overthrow this regime quickly. We, we already know like the uh, propaganda that Russia is putting on their news, but I'm kind of interested to see the difference between Western news and what they're showing you in the Ukraine. So uh, Richard can help me, but I think the common things that I keep hearing in the news are one, Russia's, Russia's war is, uh, Putin's war is failing. Um, it isn't going as planned. It's not, he's not taking land as fast as he wanted to. To the Ukrainian morality is in general, the moral morale is in general high because everybody is pissed because, you know, it's their land. Uh, maybe Russia wasn't expecting everybody to fight back. They were expecting you to welcome the soldiers in, which obviously didn't happen. And um, three, they're saying that uh, Putin backed himself into a corner because, you know, if, if he gives up now, he's fucked because uh, he, he's a bad politician now and they're probably going to overthrow him anyways. But at the same time, the people are already losing. The ruble is down, I think, like 60%, like something crazy. And um, they're getting sanctioned like crazy. Uh, is, there, is there anything else I missed, Richard? That's like a common thing you see in the news every day. Those, those are like the main things I keep seeing. No, yeah, I mean, there was a, always a concern that um, Russia has been like holding back now that they to, to kind of preserve the image that like to not 
cause a total revolt in Russia. They don't want to cause too many civilian casualties and just obviously make it a complete atrocity. I mean, it already is bad, but yeah. the idea is that he's kind of holding back and that he, if he's getting frustrated that this is failing so badly, there's just so many things going wrong for him that he might just ramp it up in some insane way, right? Like, like you're saying, you know, he has to be stopped. Dictators don't stop. They have to be stopped. And uh, if things aren't going his way in this kind of more controlled way, there's obviously more like firepower behind it, right? So it's like there's this concern that it could just escalate at any moment. So yeah, the, those are like the things we've been hearing in the Western news. What are they reporting like usually every day yeah. in the Ukrainian news, uh, Arthur? Oh, uh, we have the same news here. So there isn't like a lot of... Uh, differences between like uh, numbers that was reported by our local news, our like forces, and numbers that actually reported. There are probably some like some projects, some media that controlled by Russians, but uh, uh, tech world is fighting back pretty quickly. So most of like YouTube channels get banned. I'm happy that I was reporting like a Rus- Russian defense channel, and I was like fuck you. I can click this button report and yeah, I can get an email like, hey, we aren't scared. And more, most of uh, uh, people that actually working as uh, propagandists, uh, they're losing their homes in Europe. They can't spend money. So yeah, they're already angry because uh, if you work for like 10 years and to push this Putin agenda and you're like collecting money and investing it in a property in Europe, and then you can't go there. You like, uh, mm-hmm. you aren't happy at all. Technology is so crazy. I kind of almost feel like I'm in a really weird dream right now because 60 years ago when a war like this happened, propaganda was airplanes dropping papers from the sky. Now the propagandists are on YouTube and LinkedIn. Like it's it's crazy to even think about. It. And it's, it's really crazy that me and Richard are able to talk to you, to, mm-hmm. right? To talk yeah. to somebody on a computer screen where missiles are flying like a kilometer away. It's, a, it's I don't have a question. It's just like a really insane thing. I feel like I'm in like an awful, a weird dream right now. Still don't have that teleportation yet where you can just get in there and get some feet yeah. on the ground. Yeah. At the same Not time, we're like going forward. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Did you have anything else uh, you wanted to say or ask Richard before we hop off? No, man. I mean, no. I'm, my thoughts are with you. My energy is with you, as you would say. I remember from Slack before. Um, yeah. So I'm here for you, man. You know, like if there's anything, you know, we're, we're still talking all the time, playing these uh, chess matches and whatnot. So we'll be in touch. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, playing chess is like my daily habits right now because awesome. it's keeping me sane. Yeah. Yeah. Stay exactly. safe. I hope uh, if Amazon Ukraine was up and running, I would send you something, but I guess I can't do that right now. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, We'll stay safe, man. I'll, we'll be in touch yeah. on Facebook and LinkedIn, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Message us anytime. Okay. Yeah. Huge thank you. And Slava to Ukraine. Bye. Love you. Slava Ukraine. Ukraine. Bye-bye. Afternoon podcast.